0: Hello there beautiful people. How are you? I hope you're doing good. I am tardy for the party like Kim Zolciak and that's because life was lifing last week and it's still happening so I'm not in a position right now to really explain the dirty details of everything but I have really really good reason for why I did not upload anything last week but I apologize that I um left you guys hanging, and I'm here hopefully to redeem myself and on that note, let's just get right into it because admittedly, I don't have a ton of energy so and the point I'm trying to make in this episode is really, really straightforward, so it doesn't really take much back and forth to get to the the nuts and potato- the nuts <laughs> the meat and potatoes of what I wanna say, and who I wanna talk about is the one that got away. And you might know him as Pharrell Williams, (laughs) who is among many things now most recently is the creative director for Louis Vuitton Men's, um, which is a really, really big deal in the fashion industry overall. And um, he's not a stranger to fashion. He's not a stranger to creating clothing lines and being the creative force behind clothing lines, but this is a really big undertaking for him. And uh it's got the whole fashion industry ablaze and chirping and there's a lot of polarizing opinions about Pharrell and his place in this world. And that's part of what I wanna talk about today. So I said this before in an earlier episode on here about Beyonce actually and just kind of my musings on celebrity clothing lines and celebrity endorsed clothing lines in general and I kind of pointed out Pharrell because I thought he was, I guess for lack of a better word, like the antithesis to Beyonce and all of her failed attempts at creating her own clothing lines. Pharrell to me is the best example of a celebrity who wants to get into the fashion space because he actually looks like he has a vested interest in the craft and did his own thing, you know, long before he was in bed with these designers. And when he started to gravitate more into high fashion stuff and started doing collaborations with Karl Lagerfeld at Chanel and started doing collaborations with Louis Vuitton years and years before any of this was even possible, you know, for those of you out there who are old enough to remember the millionaire shades, the millionaire sunglasses, and the ad campaign that he did for that. Like, he's he's been around. Like, he's been a a favored celebrity of the house of the Maison of Vuitton for many years so I personally wasn't surprised when he got appointed in his new role at Vuitton but it really had the industry ablaze I think in large part because people really don't know like the things that he's done with these esteemed fashion houses behind the scenes for years and years and then with his own his own forays into clothing as well so I look at him as like the shining beacon example of what a celebrity backed clothing line should be. Just because out of the vast majority of celebrities who've come into this lane now, because it's like, you know, clothing lines are the new perfume. Remember when everybody and their mom had a perfume in the 2000s? Beyonce as well. (laughs) Um, I feel like clothing lines are now. Are, are to today what the perfumes were back then. So everybody in their mama wants a clothing line, basically, if you have even the slightest following. And I don't think I'm giving a hot take if I say that most of the time these celebrity-backed clothing lines feel incredibly disingenuous and they feel like a cash grab and they feel like your heart's not really in it. And I'm saying all that to say that I don't think that that applies to Pharrell at all. Like, if there is going to be a celebrity clothing line, and you are going to do it, Pharrell is exhibiting the best way to do it. And his appointment at Vuitton has a lot of people talking, and a lot of people are not happy with him. And this is probably going to end up sounding like a boomer-type rant on my end, because, full disclosure, do I have some type of bias towards Pharrell? Yeah, he's the one that got away. (laughs) Literally, one time, my friends were going to the babe store, and they were like, hey, do you want to come? And on this one particular day, this is like when I used to go to Soho all the time, this one particular day I was like, "No, I'm kind of burnt out, I'm going to go home. And the one day I didn't go, guess who shows up randomly out of nowhere and shakes hands and takes pictures and exchanges information with my friends? Pharrell. He was right there in the palm of my hand. All right? One chance encounter could have changed my life. So, you know, I'm not bitter, (laughs) but... On top of the being the one that got away, I just in general am a huge, huge fan of Pharrell. I think that he's one of the best contemporary multimedia artists of of my generation. Um, I just think he's great. I think he's great at what he does. I like how he's always been uniquely himself in a time when that wasn't as celebrated because Pharrell wasn't always a household name and he wasn't always this Uber cool. Figure in pop culture and and music and media like he is now. Like he really was kind of an underground sleeper for many many years, despite having hit records and all these other things going on. Like a lot of folks back in the day thought that Pharrell was a weirdo, especially people who are Black American. They didn't really get the vibe. So been a fan, been defending my man <laughs> for years and years and years. So. Is there going to be a little bit of bias in here? Sure. Who am I to say that there's not? But I I would like to believe that even if it wasn't Pharrell and there was somebody out there who was putting up the same level of, of care and consideration into their work, I would have the same take that I'm about to have right now. I'd like to think that, but nobody's perfect. So, hey, if you want to say that I'm biased, then I'm biased. I'm only human. So Pharrell is still relatively new in his his new gig. I think he's done... He did men's pre-fall in Hong Kong back in December. He did the most recent show that walked um, in Paris, and then I think right before that it was just the spring summer men's twenty twenty three men's show, which was the inaugural collection, if I am not mistaken. So, still really green. Still hasn't put out a ton of stuff overall, but I I like everything that I've seen so far. I mean, not everything, of course. I don't I don't think that there is any designer who every single thing that they put down the runway I would wear it exactly the way it's styled and and everything like I'm not saying that but overall do I like the collections yeah there's not been a whole collection that I don't like I think that the wearability is so crucial here because here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand and I'm not knocking it but I just think it's worth noting that there's a lot of people who make fashion commentary, especially nowadays, who are concerned with the artistry of it all, but they neglect to remember that this is a commercial business and that even if on the outside it's all airy-fairy and romantic and beautiful and all about pretty things, there's still a common unified goal that is the reason why we are all descending on this place right now, is that we all want to make money in some way or another. Vuitton wants wants to make money by having the buyers purchase as many units as possible. They want the editors to write about the collection as much as possible and use the samples for editorial styling as much as possible and have the celebrity stylists pull a garment for Their A list client to wear on the red carpet and get a ton of press as much as possible. Like everybody who descends on these fashion shows traditionally, maybe not so much nowadays, now that they have influencers and just people there who really aren't there for the commercial part of it anymore. But traditionally, everyone descends on a fashion show because they want to make some money and they're all going about it in their own way. And even if a collection is sartorially, it's amazing. You know, the the garment is beautiful and it drapes like so and then the color is so vibrant and even if all that's true even if it's a beautiful runway production even if they have a live orchestra they do this they do that if people don't want to buy it for their stores online and brick and mortar and whatever else and if and if clients don't want to wear it and stylists don't want to pull it for photo shoots and red carpets and all that stuff and it goes relatively unknown and unsold That's a commercial failure for that designer and for the parent company, if any, that owns that designer label. It may be a triumph in the name of art, but it's a failure in the name of commerce. And I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize when they give their fashion critiques. They are only looking at fashion through one specific lens. And if a collection doesn't meet their standards under that one specific lens then they can it and they're just like oh this is awful this is terrible but there are so many things that folks who consider themselves highbrow think are awful and terrible that sell out like gangbusters you know folks hate on justin bieber and say that justin bieber's music is terrible all his music is not terrible by the way i I don't believe that but the man is selling records maybe not now maybe not now but like at some point he was the hottest thing out he was hotter than fish grease and you cannot deny that and it's great to make you know your little folk music and play all your own instruments and that's lovely like genuinely it is lovely but is it gonna keep the lights on maybe but you're not gonna have nearly as much ease of doing that as you do when you're a pop artist and you're selling millions and millions of records. So it's a very, very fine line that you walk in fashion design, especially design houses that are very esteemed, that have these very big names and these big histories and heritage behind them. They want to stay true to the craft because that's such a big part of their story and their origin story, but at the same time, They've become such behemoth conglomerates that they can't afford to make a collection for a niche audience of people. And I think that so far, Pharrell has done such a good job. Pharrell and the team at Vuitton, because I don't think he's a one-man show here, but Pharrell, for the sake of this conversation, has done such a good job of walking that fine line between an artistic success and a commercial success. And I believe the louis vuitton sales numbers they're supposed to be an lvmh um, sales summit or sales dinner something like that in the near future where they actually go through the revenues and the numbers since pharrell has taken over at the house for men's and i am dying to see what those numbers are if they haven't come out already because i i'm gonna put this out there i have not looked up anything but i think that the board of LVMH is going to be pleasantly surprised by the numbers that they see with Pharrell because the pieces are really, really wearable and they're genuinely cool looking. Like they do a good job of paying homage to the house and using a lot of the old house codes and house symbols. And of course, you know, the monogram is alive more than ever. And I think Pharrell has really kind of revived the monogram. And done things like have the speedies in actual leather now, not the kind of canvas that they were using before. And doing things in really fun colors. Like, honestly, he's doing some really fun stuff at the house that I really haven't seen anyone try to do since Marc Jacobs. Like, when Marc Jacobs came to Vuitton, Vuitton was an old lady brand, in my opinion, before Marc Jacobs signed on. And then he did really cool, innovative things at the time, like partnered with Takashi Murakami, to make the Murakami LV collaboration bags which are super cute and highly sought after today and he did the graffiti collection with Steven Sprouse and it was just such a breath of fresh air and it ignited a whole new generation of prospective buyers like myself who knew what Louis Vuitton was and knew the legacy but like it didn't speak to my modern day taste at that time. Now, now that seems like ancient history, right? Because we're going back to early 2000s for the most part, like oh five, oh six. But I think that Vuitton Men's is going through that wave now with Pharrell. It's time to liven up the brand. It's time to do some fun and innovative things and inject some cool factor that the brand hasn't had in a while in my opinion so like i said we have these cool things like the colorful speedy bags that are in leather now um you know you have your one-off kind of novelty item which was the millionaire speedy bag that someone may or may not buy but you know it's it's good press whatever i get it we have that uh Kind of pixelated motif that he did with the first collection i'm sure it has a specific name but i don't recall the specific name of of that pattern but he's playing with some really really interesting ideas and it just feels really contemporary and fresh and there's a lot of naysayers and i think fashion traditionalists who don't want to open up their horizons and who don't want to give pharrell his props probably because of the general disdain that the fashion community has for celebrity designers and creative directors, which I get. But when something is good, it's good. And we have to be as objective as we possibly can about something that is completely subjective. (laughs) So like, it's never going to be a one size fits all. Everyone's not going to leave a happy camper. But even for the Especially for things that are not my style, because as somebody who used to be a buyer, I had to be able to look at something that I would never wear in a million years and say, we are going to sell 10,000 units of that this season. I'm going to write the order like it's not stuff that I would like, but it's stuff that I know will sell and that the rest of the world will like. So you need to be able to do that when you consider the full scope of a designer or a collection and what it all means. And I think what we have right now are a lot of fashion purists and traditionalists who hold Vuitton in such high regard and are so hell bent on clinging to the heritage and what it used to be and feel deeply uncomfortable with what Pharrell is doing, even in the wake of Virgil Abloh. Because, to be honest, and you know, not to speak ill of those of us who are no longer living, but I didn't enjoy the pieces that Virgil did for Louis Vuitton when he was still at the head of the house. I didn't. I didn't think it was very wearable. I thought it was super hype beastie, and I thought it was super niche, and that there was only a a core, fanatic following of people that would rock a lot of those things. And I wasn't a fan, you know, personally, I wasn't. And even comparing Virgil Abloh to Pharrell and what he's done so far... I just feel like there's more wearability. I feel like Pharrell is pulling from more places of inspiration that I didn't see in Virgil's work. Virgil's work, to me, felt very insular. It felt like it was just pulling from a very specific subset of people that he already knew. And it didn't feel like he was really pushing any boundaries or just trying to experiment at all. I didn't get that vibe. You can disagree in that it's totally fine, but I didn't get that vibe from Virgil, and I do get that vibe from Pharrell. And I'm actually really surprised and a little disappointed to see the purest kind of old world, old guard takes in regards to his collection. And for as much as people in the fashion industry and fashion enthusiasts in general love to believe that we are incredibly open-minded and open to new things and open to dismantling the old guard and the old way of doing things when I see the rhetoric and the feedback behind Pharrell I think that that's a lie and there's a lot of people who don't want to rock the boat you know they want the boat to keep on sailing in the direction that it's been sailing in because it's comfortable for them and as soon as it's not there's all of this feigned concern about the integrity of the brand that's, you know, wrapped up in this pseudo-intellectual criticism that really just feels like an ignorance, a a refusal to understand where design is being pulled from and inspiration is being pulled from and just feels very nitpicky and looking for ways to be what I call a diet hater. (laughs) And I think for sure this last collection where Pharrell pulled inspiration from the American West and from the Native American style and aesthetic, which, you know, objectively, probably wasn't the best thing to pull inspiration from when we're 10 years out from your whole Native American headdress controversy. But like, I give celebrities a little bit of grace with stuff like that, because they don't work alone nine out of 10 times, like most people are not. There without a stylist or without someone from the editorial team instructing everybody on on what to pull and what to wear for the shot and blah, blah, blah. So, like, I'm not going to put all that blame squarely on Pharrell. And there was definitely someone in that room who had to get all those items and accessories and headdresses and whatever else in the building and had to source them and traffic the samples and bring them in and unpack them and unfluff things. Like, so there were other hands in the pot of that whole debacle and because Pharrell is the famous one and he's the one that's in the shot and the people in the background are not he's the one that has to answer for it but I'm sure he didn't operate on that entirely by himself so with that said I'm not going to kick his back in all the way but at the same time people don't forget the internet doesn't let you forget and considering that you had a controversy around Native American garb and then went on to do a collaboration with Native American tribal nations. Like, I I knew just when I heard about that, that there was going to be some someone who was going to pull through the archives of the internet and be like, oh, is this you? Like, because that's just how the internet is today. Like, people will never let you forget your past transgressions. So I knew that was going to come. But, like, honestly, outside of that, I just think in general, folks today are so pressed to make perfect the enemy of good. And art cannot thrive in a world where we are all fixated on something being absolutely drop dead perfect all the time. LVMH is, I'm sure they have a very litigious team backing them and I'm sure that they wouldn't just rip off Native American designs and do anything else without at least trying to go through the proper channels. And based off what I've read, that's essentially what they did. They collaborated with the Dakota and Lakota tribes on the actual production of the runway show, as well as production and design of the leather goods. There was also a live band or some type of live music component at the runway show that had people from those Native American tribal nations there as well in attendance as part of the interactive portion of the show. And I mean, I just feel like everyone is hell bent on saying that you're not doing enough. And sometimes that criticism is totally warranted, right? Like sometimes you genuinely didn't try hard enough and that's just the bitter pill that you have to swallow sometimes. And life just is like that. But nowadays I just feel like no one's ever happy and, Everyone is so hyper fixated on finding the crack and the foundation of literally everything under the guise of being intellectual in art and design that what's happening is you're just sucking the fun out of everything because if you wanna be a contrarian, then that's exactly what will happen. Like If you wanna look for something that is wrong, you will always find it. Why? Because nothing is ever flawless, nothing is ever perfect. So if you're gonna make it your mission to find the flaw in everything, that's all you will ever see. So like I saw one take, for example, on TikTok from a fashion creator who I, I really respect their platform and, and their takes. So this is not a personal critique at all. But they were saying things like, oh, why didn't we partner with these black cowboy associations in downtown Compton, Los Angeles and donate proceeds? And I'm just like, listen, listen, There's always more that we can do. You can always do more than what you're doing right now. Every single one of us, whatever we're doing, even if we feel like we're pushing it to the absolute limit, there is always somebody who can wag their finger at us and be like, but you could do a little bit more. And technically, yes, in theory, they are right. You could always do a little bit more. But again, do not make perfect the enemy of good. Ralph Lauren has been showing... White people in his ads wearing Native American turquoise jewelry and Native American swag for generations. And everyone lived. And I'm not saying it was right at all. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that to go from that to what we have today where we have actual tribal nations involved in the production and the the design of whole entire collections, means that there's progress being made and that we're moving in the right direction. And let's just take a moment to pat all ourselves on the back and clap and say, look at the changes that we've made in such a short amount of time. We went from having no Native Americans in Ralph Lauren ads for decades to now having Native Americans on the runway in Paris and helping design bags and leather goods for a design house that sells majority leather goods. And that's amazing, that's wonderful. It's amazing to see the progress that we've made as a society and how we're trying to right our wrongs in real time and say, hey, I know we went for that bullshit back then in 1985, but it was wrong. And in 2024, we're gonna do better. And we're doing better and yes, We can always do better than better, but if you never take the time to acknowledge progress and things moving in the right direction, we will always be miserable. We will always be discouraged, and what's going to happen is eventually people are going to throw up their hands and be like, I give up. You're never freaking satisfied. Like Everything I do, you wag your finger and tell me that's not enough, that's not enough. So you know what? F it. We're not going to do it any we're not going to do any of it anymore. Like go back to putting the white people in the turquoise jewelry. Everybody shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> like we have to make sure that we celebrate our wins. We have to make sure that we tell everyone, including fashion houses, what they're doing right before we just charge in with what they did wrong because that's discouraging. That doesn't help art. It only hinders it. And honestly, that's it. That's all I have to say. I told you guys I was going to be short and sweet. My point is very concise. As always, I love you down. Please let me know either on my social media, which also has links to my regular regular email address if you don't feel comfortable putting yourself out there for the internet to see. Um, let me know what you think. If you agree or disagree, if you're somewhere in the middle, I completely understand either way. I may not I may not come around to your point of view, but I'm always, always, always down to have a discussion about it. And if you would be so kind to rate me five stars, if, if you feel in your heart that that's what you would like to do, I will always 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 be in support of that if you also want to leave a couple of kind words with those five stars i would always be in support of that too and thank you thank you thank you so much to the folks who have left me um reviews and five star ratings already like it warms my heart so much you have no idea you guys make me feel like i'm not just a crazy old lady who's talking into the void and no one else is there, (laughs) like it actually makes me realize like, oh, there's a community here. Other people are are listening and sharing and thinking and feeling at the same time that I am. So it's lovely to actually be able to see in real life, like, oh, there's someone out there that's really engaging in this content and it's not just me and we are a community and we're growing steadily every day. So yeah, that's my little spiel would love it but by no means do you need to feel obligated but I would I'd love you forever (laughs) and on that note I hope you guys have a wonderful day or night and whenever you get around to listening to this body of work and stay beautiful bye